quality content. Adam really gets to the why behind strategy for these big name brands. Very accessible to all backgrounds. That coming in from Joe H3721 on Apple Podcasts. Thanks very much, Joe. And if you like this show, listener, you can leave a review as well, and I'll read it right here at the top of the show. Alrighty, on with this one. If you're a sports fan, you know this year there have been more injuries, at least it seems to me, than in any other season in recent memory. I've got two former athletes on the podcast today hoping to get some of that pain out of the way on this authentic avenue. Beam, a CBD brand creating a wellness-minded community and helping you find your better. Today, you'll meet Matt Lombardi and Kevin Moran, the co-founders of the brand, and they've taken their fair share of hits on the field of play. Now through Beam, they're hoping to progress pain management beyond the simple ice bath and into a range of solutions for physical and mental wellness. Now the cannabis industry as a whole is interesting to me, and I haven't explored it too much, so I was pretty excited to have Matt and Kevin join me for this one, and hopefully you'll learn more about the CBD side of the industry as well. So forget get well soon, get well now and listen in as I get real with Beam and Matt Lombardi and Kevin Moran. Today we're going to go into a topic that I actually don't know too much about from a consumption standpoint, but of course I've learned a lot about it because this is an industry which has exploded over the last three, four, five years. And today I'm on with two founders who are breaking into it for themselves. I'm here with Kevin Moran and Matt Lombardi from Beam. How you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So first off, what is CBD? Even if people know what it is, like I know it's generally from like the cannabis plant. It helps you with pain. I want to get into the reasons why you founded Beam, but first, can you just provide us with that baseline education? Sure. Um, I'll kick it off, Kevin, with that. And if, feel free just to fill in any, anything that I miss. but um, we, we'll keep it high level and we'll um, start at the very top. So you have just the cannabis family of plants, and this is where a lot of confusion begins. You have hemp and you have marijuana to really simplify it. Um, both of those plants are both in the cannabis family. Both of those plants have a lot of cannabinoids or just different particles and elements that are called cannabinoids in them. And in marijuana, you have an abundance of THC, or it's just more prevalent than others and, and way more in abundance in CBD. And then the hemp plant, you have a higher abundance of CBD uh, as well as other, you know, full cannabinoid profile. And within that, there's, you know, some THC. THC is the cannabinoid that has a psychoactive effect or said differently is the one that gets you high. CBD is, um, you know, it's cousin, but has no psychoactive component. Um, but I think what you're just alluding to has a whole menu of benefits and is also very confusing as to how it can help with sleep. It can help with inflammation, stress, anxiety, all these different things. Uh, how, how does it do that? And so the next layer then, um, which is really interesting is that in our bodies, we have what's called an endocannabinoid system. And again, to make this simple, um, and to maybe use some analogies, it's almost like our body's operating system. This was discovered in the late eighties, early nineties, uh, roughly. So it's relatively new. Uh, in terms of just learning that we have this in our body. And essentially it's our, our mind body connection. It's all the neurotransmitters and signals of how our, essentially how our mind is subconsciously sending orders and commands throughout our body 
to essentially function. And its main job is just to make sure that our body is operating in balance, so that everything is working and operating the way that it should be. What's really interesting is that CBD. So if you were to think of, um, you know, all, you know, this, um, mind body connection is almost like a series of highways throughout your body often, you know, through lifestyle, diet, our environment, um, stress, work, different things, traveling, not sleeping well, you know, there starts to get, you know, some potholes and the roads start to crack and different things like that. And so then all of a sudden, you know, our body is a little out of funk or it's, it's not in balance and we're, you know, either a little tired or we're feeling a little bit more stressed or, you know, dealing with inflammation or our body's just not responding as well as it normally does. When we incorporate CBD, what's really interesting is think of it as almost like little highway repairs. It goes down the highways and fixes all the potholes and the cracks in the road and and makes it a, a smoother ride so that, again, it really just helps our body, you know, be operating and, you know, be in balance with all those things. So that's it's more so helping such a broad menu of things because it's impacting your your ECS, which is then impacting a whole bunch of different functions in your body. Um, that Did that make sense to you? It does. It's, so it seems like this is, and I've done a little bit of research on it, but not, you know, I'm not a doctor. I also am not a founder of a CBD company. So this is helpful. Basically, this is um, this is just like a, a great steamroller that paves all the potholes for me. Is that what you're basically saying? Yeah, that's what I put it. Got it. So the the way like the first person that I knew that was using something in the CBD world was. Uh, my girlfriend's dad who had, uh, who had back, uh, trouble, back pain. And that surprised me because I was so ignorant about this. I was like, Oh, it's from the cannabis plant. This seems like a younger hip thing. It seems like for people who are experiencing like outsized pain, chronic pain, regular pain, maybe something that an athlete might use, which is your story. And I want to hear about that story in a second, but I thought that was really interesting. Um, I'm sure you've seen it across the spectrum that it's helpful for, uh, adults, older adults, younger adults, athletes, non-athletes. What about your journey in athletics uh, influenced starting a company around this? Yeah, th- this is Kevin. I-, I can take that. So yeah, to your point, you know, a handful of years ago, or really even the last few years, um, CBD was kind of this gray ingredient that was used, you know, on the fringes of society, if you will. And it was kind of stigmatized really for no reason. Um, we started trying it a, a few years ago, Matt and I, to, to Matt's point, we played professional sports for a few years. I played professional baseball. He played professional hockey, and we both stopped playing uh, after a number of years due to a, a bunch of different injuries. I blew out my elbow, both my knees, my shoulder, and Matt very much the same in hockey. And um, we started looking at the CBD space where we were training for the Boston Marathon in 2018. And to the point I was just making, thought it was kind of gray and misunderstood, but also... <clears throat> started trying some different products and looking at the brands and had our own experiences with them. And given our background in athletics, we thought we started talking to athletes and hearing what they thought. And if you know, they thought they thought there might be an application for recovery and performance within their careers and their lifestyles. And it became pretty quickly apparent that the profound benefits we were seeing in our own lives through CBD was something that really ultimately could be brought to the masses if it was kind of bridged appropriately with the right brand and the right messaging, the right products. And that was kind of the, the charter we set out. And you know, we've, we've since been able to get a lot of great athletes involved in the brand. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I'll stop there. But that's that was kind of the first iteration of it and how we got to market. Interesting. Okay. So you get to market and presumably you're able to immediately tap into a network of all these athletes. But what about 
other folks maybe that were using it before on the fringes of society, as you said? Like, how do you expand beyond sort of the friends and family of the athlete world? Totally. And this is, that was really what was, was great for us when we started to look at the business. I had a, this is a whole other sidebar conversation, but I had a full-time job at the time and Matt was in a couple other ventures. And we started to see the athletic application that was doing really profound things for us as athletes and some of our friends. And then it was equally as rewarding for, you know, Matt's mom and my mom who, you know, are in their sixties and had arthritis in their hands and, you know, could, could play with their granddaughters um, a little bit more and a little bit better. And we saw really, to your point, a really wide application of it. And for us, it really showed a, a pretty good opportunity to, to, you know, really cast a wide net in terms of the, the ability of the, the people that the products and the brand could serve. So uh, it was slow. A lot of our thesis is that, you know, people believe and trust the people that they look up to. And of course, um, obviously, some of the big athletes we work with are inspirational, kind of aspirational figures. And from there, our thinking is if you build products for the 1% for that group, then the, the masses will likely follow as long as they're, you know, they're marketed and, and, um, and efficacious. Well, yeah, I would assume as long as it's done in a, in a somewhat uh, relatable or approachable way, you'll be able to to attract uh, the masses. And that taps on an A word, which we'll talk about in just a second. But when talking about, uh, let's go to an I word for a second, which is influencer. So it seems like this was a, a path that you were able to leverage to uh, tell good stories, tell relatable stories. Um, you know, how have you seen that work out? I mean, going has it translated well from sort of mega talent in athletics to maybe somebody who hasn't even thought about going for a run in, in years? Yeah, we, it's an interesting thing. Um, just influencer marketing in general, it's, um, one, it's just becomes obviously such a commoditized marketing strategy or tactic. Um, there, there's a lot of power behind it. And I, you know, the more it's been used, I think consumers are, you know, always look at someone they follow, whether it's their local fitness instructor or, you know, a celebrity or an athlete that they follow and see them posting about a brand, they, I think, typically wonder, do they, are they actually, you know, big fans of this brand or product or, you know, was it, was it a good payday and, you know, yeah, exactly. They're doing this for a so, check. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think to Kevin's point, you know, we kind of led into it as just, you know, people trust the people that they look up to. And so we try to be really selective. Um, in our approach as we, as we build that program and really lean on people, you know, we try to learn as much as we can either, you know, having an opportunity to get to know them personally or doing as much due diligence as we can on them just from what we can see online, but really, you know, understanding, you know, if it's someone who's in the wellness space or a fitness instructor, you know, really trying to see like, they really have a very passionate, dedicated following. They seem very authentic in what they push and what they talk about on their platform that seems to be a good reflection of Beam's brand. And it seems like Beam would be a good reflection of their own brand because their values seem to be aligned. And then we'll have conversations and try to, you know, make sure that they like the products. That's where it always starts is do these work for you? Um, you know, we never want to just, you know, throw a, a big fee out there just to get someone to do a one-off post. Um, and, it, you know, again, more macro than that, I think it just, it just leans into, um, you know, trying to find people that we align with on values and it takes time, you know, it's, it's, I think the trap is to want to do things fast and to just start, you know, spending some marketing budget on and getting people posting about your product and doing these one-off campaigns where we've taken more of a um, slower approach, which is to build good relationships and then to, you know, let the, I guess like the authentic collaboration stem from that. Let's go to that word for a second then, uh, authentic, because 
what it sounds like um, is that you consider something to be authentic when it's when it's truly reflecting values. I've heard this word described in a reflective dimension and also in an operational dimension where you are uh, actively doing things which you believe speak to values and then, of course, uh, other things which you just do every day which are more reflective. Do you see it as both of those sides or is it is it mostly something which is a reflection of action to you? You know, I, I guess I'll start with this. Um, it's kind of where my mind went, which is, you know, we're, when we're starting Beam, and I think this is something too, like all entrepreneurs and founders have to be weary of, um, you know, and Kevin and I are, are realizing, you know, profound benefits using CBD products. A lot of great companies, right, start with that, that organic story of, I was trying to do something and there wasn't a solution, so we created it, or like I was using something, I saw how great it was, and so I wanted to do it better than anyone else. Um, you know, we can't, we are in a little bit of that category. And what's interesting, though, is you have to find, often it's so easy to fall in love with your own ideas um, and, and how it's representing your own world. And, you know, I think when I think of being authentic, it's, you know, so important to speak your truth and, and really be so passionate about your original idea. And then I think what's what's great if you can also pair that with understanding the human needs and how other people communicate and how this might resonate with them. You know, I think so often again, great ideas don't ever really get much traction, or great brands with great brand messaging don't get traction because they're so in the weeds of how the founders think and how it resonates with them, and not really understanding how is this going to sound to the masses. And so I think one of the things we've done really well, I'd say, to express our authenticity is starting is you know, former professional athletes starting a brand built around wellness, you know, supporting athletes, people living healthy lifestyles, active lifestyles is, um, what are the different pain, like what links? So we just today launched, uh, announced Baker Mayfield, a quarterback for the Browns is our, our newest brand partner. He's been involved with the brand as an investor for about a year now. And then today more publicly as a brand partner. So what is, what is, what is the, you know, common thread between Baker and then, you know, someone else who we want to target, like, a, you know, a female yogi who just, you know, isn't a professional intense athlete, but is very much into her health and wellness. I think that's sort of how we've approached the authentic angle, which is like, what is the common thread between these communities that we want to solve for and, and serve? And then understand how to verbalize that in an authentic way and understand like what different ways they communicate what resonates with them. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just add something there, and that not just from an athletic perspective and um, from a really from a brand standpoint, but in today's day and age, as you're building a brand, like, you know, align with their values through and through from a personal perspective and, you know, how they see the world and what they want to re- represent to the world um, through the brand. So obviously, you know, as, as Beam's growing, we have more and more of a platform, but, you know, an athlete like Baker has a huge platform, and it's, it's important that we're aligned. Um, on all issues, I would say, and, and through and through. And that's why, you know, Britt Baker's a great partner for us for that reason. So it's important to, of course, have these values. I want to talk about them in a second. But what I also know that's important to you is that every brand should have a voice. Now, to me, this strikes as more of the proactive operational side of authenticity. But regardless, how do you verbalize, to use your word, how do you verbalize the values then um, now that you have a growing platform that isn't necessarily tied to these other athletes, which is great that you have them, but you know, you've also got yourselves and a growing presence just from Beam's perspective. Yeah. So how do you verbalize them? How do, how do you verbalize your own values? Uh, I think that's, an, I think uh, to answer it really directly is through all of our marketing channels. I mean, through every channel that we're on, I mean, you know, sitting here talking with you and then all the way through our own Instagram, our Facebook account. Um, the partners that are associated with the brand, 
obviously a lot of our messaging is outward facing and uh, we are in a, obviously a tumultuous time from a, from a world perspective. And, um, you know, we found that people for better or worse, you know, connect with and, and want to associate themselves with brand that they, with brands that they are, are aligned with from a value perspective. So for us, it's, it's every, I guess it's, it's in every single speaking those our, our truth as a brand and speaking to those values is on every single channel that we're, that we're out there public facing. So, um, as we look at bringing brand partners in or certain brand campaigns, uh, we look at it through the team's values and that, that lens first. And then ultimately like everything kind of flows underneath that in terms of, you know, what the potential outcomes could be, because we don't think to my point in today's day and age, we think that the, 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 the brand values need to really speak, uh, above anything else. I would just add to that too. It's just, it's just so important to be consistent to Kevin's point in terms of we're consistent on all channels from just how we manage and run the business with our team internally. Um, and then those same values, you know, to be echoed, you know, through social, you know, our customers, our branding, our packaging, everything. It's, it's just really important to be consistent with that. So of all of these, which it sounds like these are your avenues, if I can use that for the word, um, which one are you uh, most excited about? Um, where do you think your voice is the strongest? And I'm partially asking this because if people are interested in Beam, maybe they'll go here, but also just in terms of how you operate as founders in the way that you've gone to market, which one is, it's, it's weird to like pick a favorite, but which do you think is like the strongest for you maybe now? And which do you think will be the strongest going forward? Um, in terms of a specific channel, I, I guess I'd be remiss to not say Instagram. I mean, that's where we have a, a pretty big following and um, you know, we're posting on a daily basis and pretty much everything kind of points back there as, as a North Star. Uh, but influencer marketing is really important for us and, and, and not necessarily just as it pertains to someone posting something and there being a sale from that specific post. More top of the funnel and, and brand related. I mean, obviously Baker Mayfield's a household name as a as one of the best athletes in the world. So for us, you know, Baker is just a, a big stamp of authenticity to the brand and to the category and to all the things we're trying to do. So I would say, you know, on some of those those big household names channels, I'd say that's definitely a great place to find us because, you know, those people obviously have a lot to lose associating themselves with the brand that they don't believe in. So that's really crucial, but ultimately that ties back to our own Instagram handle and our own Instagram page and where we're putting out our daily messaging. Well, of course, this is a this is an important um, way to spread the message. Obviously, it's great that you have this mega talent, but that you're confident that that message is being shared authentically is obviously super, super important. Let me round this out if I could. I want to ask a little bit of advice because this journey that you have taken, obviously has paid off dividends very, very well. You've connected with some pretty high profile people, but, and, and, and by the way, you're in a category, which is super high growth, which is excellent for you guys. Congrats on that. Now, plenty of folks out there, including listeners to this program are asking themselves a similar question with regard to how to grow using that a word. How do they find their own avenues? Maybe they don't have access to world-class talent. Maybe they're not in the fastest growing category. Maybe their platform isn't as large or hasn't grown to the extent that yours has. You came from that position just a few years ago, I'm guessing, and from that probably have a great amount of advice, either from advice you got from mentors or things you learned or pitfalls you avoided with regard to this, which is carving your own avenues to authenticity, how to do it, how to know when you found it. And so I guess I would round out with that piece of advice to ask from you is how would you, if you had to do that again, how would you figure that out either from a values perspective 
or a verbalization perspective? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll add one thing and then maybe we can get into the company's values in a little bit. But um, the first thing I would say there is just get started. Uh, <laughs> a lot easier said than done. I think when you're looking to carve out your own avenues, right, it's, there's a lot of excuses that come up there. I was getting married and I had a full-time job. Matt was going on, he had some things going on in his personal life and um, it certainly wasn't the right time for us to take on any venture, but it wasn't like, you know, we started the brand and the next day we knocked on Danica Patrick's door and Baker Mayfield and, and some of these other great athletes and said, Hey, do you want to partner with us? It was the countless hours of getting started and putting in the work between then and that day and getting the brand to the point where, uh, we had the, the I guess maybe the, the right, and the, I'm not sure that that's the right word, but <clears throat> the ability to get the attention of some of these mega stars and athletes. And um, it wasn't just from a brand side, you know, solidifying the supply chain and working with vendors and, you know, the hours and hours and hours of blood, sweat and tears really that, that went into the kind of that point. So I'd say you carve out your avenues by working harder than anybody else. And ultimately those, those kind of North stars present themselves. Uh, once you've done that, you make your own luck to a degree. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, the point you, you were just mentioning too, like we didn't start with, you know, a big social following or, you know, some of these, we had, we had a good network, um, you know, given our athletic backgrounds, but I'd say all of our partners and things like that, like it, I can't think of someone who was, you know, um, already a close relationship or network of ours that's now involved in Beam, you know, to the context of like how we just partnered with Baker. So like all that, Day one was uh, a lot, a lot different looking than it looks today. And, you know, I think often, I think even today it's, you know, Kevin, I've gotten, which we appreciate a lot of just say, hey, you know, congrats on Baker. It's awesome. Looks like you guys are killing it. And, you know, we've been operating now under, under two years. Um, and we always, you know, Kevin and I always just acknowledge just like, we didn't, you know, just do this all overnight. And also it wasn't also just like, you know, the last 18 months or so it was really the last decade um, of our lives, you know, things we getting our teeth kicked in a little bit through sports and learning about leadership and, and really important things about adversity and, you know, different, you know, where our career paths led us and all these different experiences that we've learned to be able to do what we've done, I would say fairly quickly, but, um, you know, definitely wasn't like an overnight success thing. And, uh, you know, to Kevin's point, you know, you create your own luck. Really, it, it just became from, we worked really, really hard and became, like, and just really obsessed with this thing that we wanted to create and build. And through those things just happen, you know, these introduction happens and they make an introduction. The next thing you know, you know, CrossFit was a sport that we, uh, you know, got really into both because we're both individually passionate about it, but also it was just a great opportunity for us to, you know, be a first community to launch beam inside of, and we are really fortunate and lucky. We work with the best CrossFit athletes, uh, in the sport. Matt and Tia in particular, who were both the reigning champion for male and female. Um, but it's just funny to think about that. Like we just happened to just be grinding, working really hard. And someone made an introduction to, to Matt O'Keefe, who's their manager. And, you know, next thing we know, we, we have, you know, a roster of some of the best athletes in the sport and, you know, it makes, it makes a huge difference in the business. But to Kevin's point, it wasn't, we didn't have all of that. And also on day one, like that took a lot of time. And also we had to do a lot just to have Matt look at the brand and be like, okay, it doesn't, you know, I'm going to take you seriously and we can sit down and have a conversation, you know, so often too, like you have to do all the other stuff to be in the position or like, I think Kevin, you just said, earn the right to have a discussion to, you know, include Matt Frazier or Baker as, as a brand partner. Um, probably a little long winded, but it, it, there's, I think when you talk to a lot of, you know, good entrepreneurs, there's a lot of just common threads that really, you just have to work so insanely hard. And 
understand that, you know, if one avenue doesn't work out, there's always another avenue that you can take. That all to me connects back to building an authentic brand, um, in my opinion. Well, I appreciate the the detailed advice there and sort of like as one door closes another opens, I'm sure the same exists with avenues. I can't let you go, of course, without explaining a little bit about what you're all about, where people can find you and also those values that you hold. Would you mind giving me a brief summary there and then we'll round it out? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, these are things we, as we were mentioning earlier, we try to echo throughout the company. Um, obviously, everything starts internally and in how we operate as a company and, and treat our team and the type of culture we create. But, um, you know, people first, you know, we always want to make sure that we take care of ourselves, we take care of each other, our teammates, our customers. Um, we always want everybody to be happy, healthy and whole. And so we always put people first. Um, constant improvement, which is pretty self-explanatory, but um, never content with where we're at. We can appreciate where we are in the journey, but you know, one great thing about the team and I think just the brand is just always trying to evolve and get better. Um, probably one of my favorite ones too is transparent, open communication. Kevin and I are just such big, big believers and we really preach this, especially internally, just to always be direct and honest and respectful of people and communication. It's just the fastest path to get good outcomes and good feedback um, and get good results. Kevin, jump in too as I go through these if you want to add more. But Yeah, I would I would say a personal favorite for me is we have four or five that are kind of our constant drumbeat for the team. I just went off a few, but um, I guess I obviously we, we spend a lot of time putting these together with the team. Um, creativity and rapid iteration is probably my favorite. Um, just or actually, I, maybe I shouldn't say that's my favorite. Cre- creative and calculated risk taking, I, I would say, is probably my favorite in terms of like we have to always be on the knife's edge if we're going to build the brand that we think we're going to be. Um, we have to be pushing the envelope, and when we do that, there's oh, there's you know, most certainly going to be failure or we're not doing it right. So, um, kind of learn learn fast and fail inexpensively and iterate from there. So, I think we we definitely have a, a group of people that do that. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot there, but those are a couple of my favorites. Well, I really appreciate the time that you've been able to give me today. Teach me a little bit more about CBD. Also teach me about the ways in which you are uh, going to market. I'll join the line and people saying, hey, congrats on the Baker thing. And uh, best of luck to uh, both of you going forward. Thanks so much for being on the show for now. Thanks very much for having us. I have actually ended up using some CBD products before for back pain, and I'm wondering what else it might be useful for. So I'm going to continue to exploring this category, and I hope you do too. Thanks, Matt and Kevin, and thanks to you, the listener, for tuning into the show today. Be sure to subscribe and leave that review wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, if you want me to read it towards the top of these shows. And I'm also on social elsewhere, LinkedIn mostly. Adam Connor, that's my personal page, and Authentic Avenue, where you can catch the show. I'm also messing about on TikTok, at Authentic Adam. Gives you a little bit more informal look at my journey here. And you can always email me with anything you like, Adam at AuthenticAvenueMedia.com. Whether to say hi or to propose a guest, I'm here for you. This has been your host, Adam Connor, saying until I get real again with you, thanks for taking a walk with me down Authentic Avenue.